Hey, listener, what's up? Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We lead off by checking in on the Star Wars Last Jedi box office and some news about the Han Solo spinoff. Then it's our full spoiler review of the first season of Marvel's Punisher on Netflix. Joining us is the ginger geek himself, Matt Dalhauer, and he's got a special announcement at the end of the episode all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, December 28th, 2017. Push the goddamn button. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Be funny. Disturbing. Jock and Be Spoiler alert. Hey, 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 listener, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? Good earth to you. Good earth to you. And what's up, motherfuckers? How's it going? Also joining us on this episode is the official ginger geek of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. It's Matt Delhauer. What's up, buddy? Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Rugs, shut up! I, I'm trying trying to introduce Matt. Okay, no, that wasn't my rug boy impression. <laughs> no, yeah, what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, no, that was just that was just me being a jackass. Okay, cool. You should th- try it like more like uh, like game show hosty. Give me a like, hey Imran. everybody with this more game showy. Oh shit! I don't even. Hey uh, everybody! Big and beautiful, Dalhauer. Yeah, not to put you on the spot or anything. Yeah, right. Just, okay, <laughs> you, know, you know what? Oh, God, all right. So, Imran will do it. Imran, I like do the way it. you did it, but how about you get to do it completely different? Let's just yeah. start over. Let's just hit the button. That's hit the director and me just taking yeah. over. <laughs> no one can press stop play on this record. We're continuing Welcome, on, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there, there you go. go. There you go, Madelauer. All right, look, we're moving Woo. on. Thanks for joining us, Adele Hauer, for this wonderful show. Nerd Hauer. It's the Nerd Hour with Adele Hauer. This will be like three hours, Whoa. so it's not it's, actually. Yeah, it'll be multiple hours. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you are a new listener and this is the first time you press play on one of these Jock and Nerd podcast Stop things. right now. Please put the, put the podcast down. You step don't know back, what you've done. Slowly. Yeah. Your sanity will be in question, but we thank you. And uh, guys, what do we do here? First time listener, you press play. What can they expect? What's the, what, what do we do? Oh, can I say it? Yes, you yeah, do man, it for do me, it. please. Okay, okay. Uh, this is where you will be able to experience news, reviews, and <laughs> interviews about all your favorite geeky topics. Not bad. Not bad. Okay, Not bad. you can workshop like that a little. Uh, <laughs> needs more, a little more of the gibberish thrown in, but needs more. There we go. Yeah, there. Yeah, okay. It needs more cowbell yeah. as well. It needs more. I got a fever. Uh, look, we geek out about what we love, and that's comic books and superheroes and modern day mythology. This particular show, we're going to start off with a little bit of news. And then. We are? Yes. Because, oh, look, we got to follow up uh, from our it's last show. It's just like 15 or 16 recommendations. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, don't it's, worry it's about a, it. It's only 20. <laughs> that's deep cuts I, I right cut there. it down to 20 <laughs> bullet points. Uh, look, we got to follow up. Check out our last show, our, our Star Wars Last Jedi review. We got a little bit of follow up. We'll check into the box office. It's very interesting. But we will give you are a month late. Can, can I give a shout out by yeah, the way? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh wait, no, Kim, can you? And I'll, and I'll, fi- I'll find. I have to read the, what this guy wrote on my wall. Okay, he, he uh, wrote me a happy birthday <laughs> and then wrote something about the Star Wars thing. Okay, so uh, we. Oh no! This uh, we are going to give you finally only a month and some change late our full spoiler review of Marvel's The Punisher. No one remembers or what it. I remember of or the what Punisher. we remember on Netflix because literally I watched this over a month ago. I yeah. hope somebody brought notes. I don't right, fucking I got remember. Uh, yeah, Anthony, uh, you got a message from a buddy from your wall? Yeah, Austin Strajak, who um, uh, Austin, also yes. disagreed with our vehemently wrestling. with yes. our pro wrestling take. Yes, I remember him. Especially Imran and Rugboy. Yes. yes. Um, happy 30th, buddy. For your present, I listened to your latest podcast and disagree with most of your trash Star Wars takes. There you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, your, your honest opinion, Austin. We appreciate I bet we have a listener for life now. Happy yes. birthday, dude, you fucking asshole, idiot. <laughs> How's that for a birthday? Happy belated birthday. Uh, but look, this is the last show of 2017. Oh, Holy smoke. Everybody, oh, we squeezed in one last review. So happy new year. Even though I think it- for the, now that I've turned 30 for my new year's, I'm going to like stay in and go to sleep before like the countdown even That's happens. I've been doing for the past 15 odd years. Have you yourself know? a nice sensible meal. Let's <laughs> even make it. I'm, I'm going to watch to see if Mariah Carey bombs again trying to sing because she's like 75 years old and can't sing in a falsetto anymore. But her breasts are only 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, Nick wow. Cannon really misses those breasts, I bet. What do you think? They're done, right? They've uh, been oh, done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Nick yeah. Cannon has got his uh, cannon between all new, <laughs> younger breasts right now. <laughs> So Maybe. look, happy new year for everyone, but really I stay in too because it's just like a non-event. Like the clock ticks down, the thing comes down, what happens? Fucking nothing. What is the Y2K, point? Y2K, bud. Yeah, no, that didn't happen either. 18 tr- years later, it was the long con. I am still prepared. I did sell a lot of Y2K gallons of water on the street that but morning. But it's different this year because we have proof of aliens. <laughs> yes, the government is tracking aliens and we had the holidays and listener, you may have gotten like a new smartphone or one of them fancy Alexa, Google Home, Home Smart audio devices. Well, guess what? You can find the Jock and Nerd podcast on all those devices. We are now on Spotify. So if you've got an Android phone, this really is the easiest way to listen to the podcast. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash Spotify. It will take you to our Spotify page. And you can find us wherever you find podcasts. You can tell Alexa, Alexa, play the Jock and Nerd podcast. But can you tell Alexa, find Rugboy? I don't know. I want to yeah. leave the rug boy. Can you know. Alexa suck my dick? You could say that, and Alexa, you could say it to Siri, and she blushes. Does she? Yes, it's very true. Mm. I ultimately just recommend not having one of those things because it listens to you and records everything yes, you say twenty four hours a day. Especially now that oh, it's thirty bucks. Let's everybody buy one. Doesn't your cell phone do the same thing? It, it, it yeah, probably. It, it also does. But why put another <laughs> device that's always listening? Who knows what's who's listening? What if you like an audience? That, well, there you go. If you got nothing to hide, then yeah, well, start I, a porn. Kind of turns me on to be honest. <laughs> Ooh, they're listening. Typical baby. millennial response. <laughs> Look at the Alexa over there. I think it's listening yeah, to us. I, I, I think typical she's millennial listening. response. Yet the youngest one here is the one who's like, "Fucking government's listening to you, man. You can't trust anybody." <laughs> but you're not a millennial. You're something else, aren't you? No, I'm a millennial. I'm 28. He's a, he's a, he's a ginger. Oh. He's a ginger that just doesn't that trumps everything. Doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that goes over everything else. He's got a fire that crutch. trumps everything. <laughs> Oh, Speaking shit. of the ginger, Delhauer has a very big announcement, 
and he is going got to, a very big something. He's got a very big something, and he, we are. This is the tease. So make sure you listen to the end of the and show. And I'll tease you with it, listener, and we will tease you with a huge. Now no one wants to listen. Announcement. And, <laughs> and there goes everybody. Okay, it's just us guys. Let's get on with the news. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. This might be tease to get people to stay to the end, but if you want to get in touch with the show, listener, visit our website. Uh, jockandnerd.com slash contact will get you all the ways to get in touch with us. Twitter, Facebook, email, speak pipe, and our Facebook group. Also, show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 201. All these links are in the show notes. Uh, we got to welcome a new guy to the Facebook group, John Maggett. A new, and he was our last week's patron. He's the guy who I called John Maggett. That's not, that's not <laughs> of how you, course you did. That's not how you say his name. So John was nice enough to, uh, comment and give me an official Reading of his name, he wrote, it's Magat like Zagat. Magat like Zagat. How do you say Zagat? Zagat? Zagat. Zagat. So it's Magat like Zagat. But I understand. My name isn't exactly that common. But come on, Anthony. I think you'd recognize the Filipino name if you saw one. Oh, he's Filipino. Oh, Wrong. I would, I would, I would recognize have you, a Have Pakistani you tried to name. read Anthony's last name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but it, no, but Anthony should recognize the Filipino last name. Don't That's you a real laugh. He is his. <laughs> His name, he's Filipino. Am I, I'm asking seriously. I think so because I, even, a, I mean I yeah. haven't looked at his profile. Yeah. I mean if he's getting upset about it, I'd say sure. Apparently, oh, oh, he's upset. Or Apparently, he's fucking. Yeah. No, I don't think he's upset. He's not I think because he's I, 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 you know, he's just. Don't I, listen to the, my first episode where I coined <laughs> yeah. the phrase Filipinas. Uh, hashtag Filipinas. That's a <laughs> deep cut. Also, uh, Lisa Morrison uh, commented on our two other episodes. She says, I'm enjoying these podcasts even more now that you keep mentioning Steve and I. Congrats on 200 boys. Looking oh, forward to the mention. next 200. If that's what we need to keep you listening. Imran, you're, you're all for Steve cheap plugs. Lisa keep Morrison. going. Listen, I'm super narcissistic. I'm, I'm gonna... I love this podcast now that more that you talk about me. Listen, I love Steve and Lisa Morrison. They're a married couple. They both support us on Patreon. They both listen. She's the jock. He's the nerd. Just like I picture one day... She's giving him swirlies and wedgies, and the next day they're holding nope. hands no, and looking into each other's eyes. Nope. <laughs> I love the Morrisons. So, look, let's get into the news. Like I said, our last show, Star Wars. I that last, was the news. That, that's it. No more news. Star Wars Last Jedi review that Austin uh, did not care for. And there's probably some other people out there that didn't Fuck care em. for it. Fuck them. It's fine. Delhauer, I got to thank you. You sent in an audio mini review after I we did. recorded. I put it on the Patreon for our lovely Patreon supporters. But real quick, give me your thoughts on the movie and what kind of reiterate what you suggested in your audio there. Oh, I loved it. Let me uh, give you this. Spoiler alert. Just in case. Go ahead. Spoiler. I loved it. Okay. Um, hey, fuck all y'all that think we always agree. We have someone that disagrees <laughs> yeah, with us. See? Yeah. No, and I, and I, I told uh, I told Imran, I was like, dude, two hours of listening to you guys just be like, fuck this movie. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I don't like this. Is, this is a long time to say that. <laughs> Um, well, that's just because our Imran loves to talk, and we just no, keep going, I, I going, understand. Going. I've been here before, yeah. at least once. <laughs> yes. What um, do you mean? This is the thing that perplexes me. It's like you literally your thing is my what thing the is fuck to happens. shit on stuff. I know. Yes. So oh, it's I, like I get you that. can't find you can't find it in your heart to shit on this movie. Oh, absolutely, I can. <laughs> um, there are still problems. Well, like, I love it, but the, I, I recognize that this there is are what, absolutely flaws. This is what my argument is. I'm not trying to get into a huge argument here. I just want to think a simple statement is that I understand that. You need to burn everything down in order for the new generation to to take hold, and you need to like open it up for whatever. I understand that, but you have two episodes left in the Skywalker thing. Why do it there? 
There's only two episodes left to tell this guy's story. Why introduce it there and upset all those people that have been waiting for this story to end? Well, that's, the, that's my that's my big sticking point. The big but, thing that I noticed, and I'll try to keep this very brief because obviously I don't want to go into like three hours of Last Jedi and our two hours of uh, Punisher, <laughs> is um, the, the one thing that, that Imran wanted me to say that I said on the Patreon was when I saw it the first time, I was not the happiest. I liked it, but I kind of sat there for a while being like, I don't know what the hell I just watched and I really kind of need to think about it. And I, I wound up thinking about it like fucking obsessively for the next three days before I saw it a second time. And the second time around, I liked it a lot more. And I think it's because what I came to realize is uh, the new the new trilogy that they're making is a lot more meta narrative than anything else has been before. Mm. A lot of it is talking not only just about the story that's going on, but also Star Wars as a concept in a whole. Yes. And one of the big things I recognize is that while this movie first comes off as basically saying, like, fuck Star Wars, burn down Star Wars, you know, you don't need the past, just make a new future. That's not really what it's saying in the fact that that's just what's yelling more often. That's the Kylo Ren storyline is I don't need the past. Fuck it. I'll burn it down. But he's not supposed to be the one that we're following. It's Ray. And Ray's whole idea is, I'm not going to get rid of the past. I'm going to take the best parts of it, embrace those, and forge my own path that maybe I will fail on, but at least I'm doing something that's kind of a mixture of both. Hmm. What? You can see that. She got the books, and she took the books with her. One of the things that I was very proud of with this movie is the, the moment with Yoda is the whole moment this movie is about. Because... Luke is going to go burn down the books because he thinks, fuck it, the Jedi have failed, I've failed, all of this is is stupid, we can't do this anymore. But Yoda burns down the tree instead to hide the fact that Rey already took it. She's taken the knowledge Ah. of the past with her to go off and build a new future. And he's stopping Luke from noticing that and trying to to stop her. He then later on says to Luke, the 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 big moment is when he says to him, the biggest burden of being a master is that they're always going to outgrow us. And that's Star Wars. The original trilogy was brilliant and amazing. Everyone loves it. But it can't always be that. It has to move forward and but become something doesn't new. doesn't have to come at the expense of Luke Skywalker's story. But it's really not at, a, at the expense of his story. One of the things that you have to notice is that we he's are gonna, looking at Luke Skywalker in nostalgia. Like a, he's he's going to be like, a, a, I don't know what's going to happen in the next movie. It could either go, they completely have just Luke Skywalker as a force ghost, like, like, uh, and they showed that the force ghost could intervene, but to not have him there in corporeal form, being able to do one last cool lightsaber battle or something like that, just to go out on that note. Like, I mean, even Han Solo did something Han Solo y, you know, in the other, but, you know, he was shooting up, shooting people with, uh, with that crossbow or whatever. He was doing cool shit. At the same time, uh, Luke did do something very Luke. Because when he first meets Rey, his statement to her was, I'm not going to go out there with a laser sword and fight the whole First Order. And then when he arrives at the end, it's exactly what he does. But it's not actually Luke. It's the Luke that everyone needs him to be, not who he actually turned out to be. I don't know. I just think that we're not having that actual Luke there completing the story then dying into the third movie him dying in the second movie and not being there in in, in earnest i think that that's a 
I mean, I understand they could they, they could figure out a way to bring him in in some way as a ghost and something that intervenes, but like it's not the same to me. I just I think, think that a that's big a part missed of that, that problem is because technically this new trilogy isn't his story. He was coming in from the previous one, but like Obi Wan being a main part of the prequel trilogy, I disagree trilogy. with that as well. I disagree with that as well because after the Return of the Jedi, they interviewed George Lucas and they interviewed a lot of people and. He was saying that there's gonna, he's going to tell three stories in the beginning and three at the end, and, and it's going to be a nine-part trilogy. These are not his stories, clearly. But look, yeah, but it so is like, still the Skywalker saga, because if you think about it, Ben Solo is still part of that family. It's just now he's actually the antagonist instead of the hero. I love Star Wars. The man. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for that, Sweeper. Uh, the man, if anything, he has made a Star Wars movie that's got people watching. And not only that, it's got him going back to the theater multiple times. Here is the not current enough, though. box office. Yeah, well, I, well, you know, it's it's this are impressive numbers. As of December 27, in 13 days of release, it has made Four hundred and forty-five million domestically, worldwide, sitting at eight hundred and ninety-two million dollars. Oh shit! Already in thirteen days. Now there was a huge drop on that first weekend, Christmas weekend, sixty-nine percent drop. Great number. Yes, love sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. That's the best number ever, even if it's a drop. But they're still nice. saying it's expected to finish with one point six billion. Supposed to make two point something billion though. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's going to make 2.6, no. but because that's what uh, they wanted it to make. Yeah. Force the, the long run made. projection was was very high, and it's not going to make it. Yeah, I mean, I we we figured it wasn't going to make hey, Force Awakens still money. Still gonna, hey, listen, say, you, this is the thing. You turn on. I, I don't care what the highfalutin. Uh, Excuse like, you? Uh, like a uh, Gesundheit. <laughs> apologist, whatever reason. The thing is, if you turn on YouTube and you just search The Last Jedi, all you're going to get is Last Jedi Sucks videos. Hate That's speech. All you're going to get hate speech from Star get. Wars Nazis. So it's like the overwhelming <laughs> opposition to this movie is palpable. So and you have to acknowledge it. It is Palpatine. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, Look, I thought yeah. you didn't know shit about Star Wars, Anthony. Okay. You're I, I just said I love Star Wars. <laughs> he did. He yelled it very loudly. Yes, I heard. he loves palpitating teens. Uh oh, yeah. that's different. Oh, it worked. Yeah, yeah. It's different. Oh, yeah. 30 now. 30 now, I start liking teenagers. <laughs> you can't do that. Is that how it works in Hollywood? You never stopped. That's true. Yeah. Uh, this quote from Forbes is interesting about how much money it dropped. He says, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars The Last Jedi lost more money between its first and second weekends than any film ever by a lot. Uh, Last Jedi made $151 million less between its first two weekends, which is way above the 121 gap from Harry Potter Part 2 and, and Force Awakens $149 million in, 2000, uh, in 2015. But $151 million between weekend difference. Uh, that's a lot. Is this thing even going to, it'll crack a billion, but I feel like the word of mouth is slowing it down a little bit. Yeah. It is the top grossing movie. Uh, took this top spot from wonder woman that was sitting there with eight ninety two, And yeah. it's, it's already the top. Hey grossing. man, like everybody was, was guns a blazing going to see this movie. Everybody was strapped in, ready to go oh, for yeah. this fucking oh, shit. Yeah, you knew, you knew opening weekend was going to be fucking huge. Yeah. 220 million and it's like third already in rank of star wars movies behind the force awakens and rogue one like i think it's getting repeat viewings because people are like what the fuck did i just watch i yeah. need to make sure i need to make up my mind like matt did yeah um, that's what but, i did yeah but um i think that that'll be it i think the second time they'll make up their mind maybe they'll go again if they really like still really like it so, i think ultimately my final thought on it is so we can get into punisher 
a lot of people really don't like it right now, and that's going to probably last for a while. I think it's probably not going to be af- until after 9 comes out, and then a lot of time, you know, yeah. maybe some time after that has passed that you can view all three of them as a whole, that it may get a little bit more I agree uh, with that 100%. Because if they figure out a way to make that fit like a nice piece of the puzzle, yeah. then all is forgiven. And, mm-hmm. and in fact, people look at it as a great movie, Later, but right now, when you don't know if Ryan, Ryan Johnson's not going to complete this, J.J. Abrams is, is going to, and Ryan Johnson derailed a lot of J.J. Abrams stuff. Yeah, what does he yeah. do? What does J.J. So do now? It's going to be, I'm sure they could stitch it back together, but it's going to be a rough road. Ultimately, I look forward to this very long discussion in the Patreon. <laughs> uh, but I, I believe Empire Strikes Back initially also had the same kind of reaction and now that movie like everyone's like that's the best movie but w- over time do you think this movie will it'll be a different thing possibly well because return of the jedi redeems it yeah yeah so we'll have to see what the third one does now the next star wars movie we're getting in just five months is this han solo solo movie Resh- yeah, get it? yeah reshot by ron howard and uh it's weird because rugs you mentioned a few weeks ago like there's no buzz about this movie no one really seems to be talking about it Turns out, I think even the studio is bracing for this movie to bomb from an, uh, a, an article from Screen Geek. Uh, they have a source close to the film's production has informed us. It says Disney is bracing themselves for the Han Solo movie to bomb. They were worried about it before all the last Jedi controversy. But now they're essentially writing Solo off. The lead actor, Alden Ehrenrich, can act, and they had a dialogue coach on hand for all of his scenes. On top of that, the script is unworkable. It's going to be a car crash. I would thought there would have been a trailer before The Last Jedi. We haven't seen anything. This is very uh, precarious, this whole... Have you guys seen the poster that came out for it? Yes. so apparently, have you seen this image? It's gold from a Russian... I'm wondering what Daenerys is doing in this film. Yes, Amelia Clark. So you got Amelia Clark and Lando Calrissian. I'll tell you what she's doing in this film. What is she doing in this film? She was told... It's a Star Wars movie. It's going to make fucking money. Yes, get in it. (laughs) You see Chewbacca, you see like an old ass uh, Millennium Falcon with blue, but Disney has said this is not official. I don't know what the fuck this is. It's all right. I guess I'm kind of glad it's not official, but. I think the weird thing is is he doesn't look like Han Solo. He looks like Nathan Fillion from Firefly. He does have a very Firefly look. Uh, So, uh, you know, this. Which is based on Han Solo. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should have a trailer soon. I think I heard something trailer maybe after the new year. If that trailer comes out and it looks cool, then yeah. the buzz will begin. Ah, uh, yes. I'm already I'm already feeling a train wreck of a thing. This should be fun. I hate to say it. Just <laughs> the of everything in this poster. Yeah. Just the fact that like Chewbacca has like a hand on his shoulder and is leaning and into the head, frame. Yeah, his head's tilted like hello. It's got this like <laughs> goofy nineties teen comedy look to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like there's like some plot details about it's gonna be before he was like a wise ass rascal, like how he so it's just is like he gonna- the whole story is gonna be Han Solo needs to lose his virginity before the Kessel run. <laughs> <laughs> I got too much stress, I can't make this run, Chewy. You gotta find me somebody. Uh I, we'll, we'll see the Kessel run, we'll uh, see I'm him so meet Chewy. For Han Solo. I can't. I can't wait, man. They're. I mean, they're making enough money on Force Awakens. They're like, you know what? This movie is whatever. Just don't put it out there. We won't put out a trailer until like the day before it comes out. It's fine. Take a hit. But I'll be surprised how much money That's that Imran's movie will make. Insider analysis. They don't care if they make money. They don't care. That's <laughs> if they do. 
Oh, nobody yes, cares. That's, that is how capitalism works. <laughs> capitalism. That was, that was you, the whole Justice League review. They don't care if they even make any money. They really don't care. They still <laughs> made $5 billion with uh, the, the other movies that were a little bit better. So, no, I they like care. How Anthony Everybody is cares. the anti-podcaster. He's yeah. kind of like the Punisher. He's the anti-hero. Yes. Yeah. Finally, like the, last not thing. What you, I'm not what you're looking for, but I'm what you need. Yes. <laughs> I'm what you need. Uh, you got to say it in a gravelly voice. Uh, finally, last thing. Happy birthday to, to me. Oh, thank you. Well, happy belated birthday to you. Uh, again. You had the, the shitty after Christmas birthday again. But again. to the legendary <laughs> father of a lot of our favorite comic book heroes and Marvel Comics, Stan Lee, who today, Thursday, December 28th, turns 95. Oh, shit. Holy shit. So that means when he created Spider-Man, he was fucking 40 years old. So there's wow. there's still, See Ron? Yes, there's still hope there's for you. There's still hope for us old guys, Rugs. Oh, shit. He was 40. He, so, so far, almost half his life, he had been toiling in obscure, shitty comics that really did nothing, romance comics, and he's about to quit. And his wife was like, look, make one last thing that you love. Do something. Do something you with fuck. your life, you fucker. <laughs> And, uh, and stop complaining and fucking do it. And it's funny when you look at old photos of him from like the fifties, like he's balding and he's very clean cut. And then all of a sudden he's got a lot of wavy hair and this big mustache and it never leaves. Uh, there must've been some plugs involved cause he, well, all of a sudden he has more hair than he does in the previous photos, but man, 95. I love that you're studying his hair. Unbelievable. Like it's just cause I watched that. You want look at these photos and all of a sudden it's like he's balding in front and all of a sudden he's got all this fucking wavy hair. Like in the seventies, he's seventies and up. So happy birthday, Stan! He made it. Everyone just wants to know he's sick. <laughs> really? How are you still alive at ninety-five? How are you he alive? How did you get the hair? How did yeah, you get the hair? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yes. I, if I had Stanley's hair, I'd be so jealous. Okay, you, your hair reminds. Occasionally, I've never said this on a show, but you look like Shemp from the Three Stooges. Yes, yeah, 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 with your hair. Why? Oh, wise guy. Uh, no, Shep had more hair than I do right he now. Does. It wasn't as thinning, I, but I should grease it up. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. It's like a fucking. Could you shave your head bald or would you? I, d- I would, but I don't trust bald white guys. I really don't. <laughs> I can't. I hate that, that look. It's just like. I, that, you don't want to be mistaken for a skinhead or there's something. There's the skinhead thing. I know a lot of really nice white guy, bald guys that are nice, but I know a lot of guys that are dicks, and you look at them and they just look like Dr. Evil. Like, it's, it's just not a good look. It's a whole blowback from Breaking Bad. That, now that's every part bald of white Lex Luthor? a meth maker. Oh, I think Lex Luthor, uh, he started it way back when. No one reads comic books, No, that's Imran. a good point. Speaking of no one reading comic books, they watch the TV shows, which, like The Punisher on Netflix, let's get to the review. Here's spoiler alert. Trap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Okay. Punisher created by Jerry Conway, John Romita Sr., Ross Andrew, 1974. First appearance, amazing Spider-Man 129. Anthony, how's that copy of that 129 doing you have? Oh, I have it. I, that you got is it right. all in the, in the CGC case, I got it right? in a CG, not a case, but I got it in one of those bags that is supposed to be a lot better. The nice Mylar. The nice Mylar bag, yep. One day I will give it to my child who it, will then throw it away. It will, it will pay. It will <laughs> I will pay. give it to my child who will then put their head in the bag and die. I was thinking about, like, because I'm 30 now, that my yeah. sperm is, like, not good, so I need to, like birth a child really, oh, really quickly shit, yeah, your biological yeah. clock's yeah. kicking in yeah. so like yeah i'm already considering that i named my daughter already her name is going to be magdalena elena 
Oh, it wow. It was my last name. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very pretty. But I'm going to find like an Asian woman to birth this child with. <laughs> okay. So then I have this real Euro looking, a real Euro sounding name, but she doesn't look anything like her name. That's that's what I want. Oh, what if you have a boy? Magdalena Elena is but, still going to be his name as what? well. That's a, yeah. it could be both? Okay. We, we, you know, we're just rolling with it. Interesting. That, that was a, that's yes. a thought that just crawled <laughs> across my mind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why yeah, gender someone? Shit. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah. Francis could be a boy. Could I have be a to girl. continue the bloodline, and I'm 30 now, so it's almost over. There can be only one jock. Now, Andy, is there any other? You have brothers or sisters? No, it's me. Oh, it's all I'm carrying up to the you? torch. That's a lot of pressure. Oh yeah, it's a, that's a lot of responsibility. Oh, oh you I gotta know. carry on. And my the sperm is not good. Yeah. Mm. How do you know? Because I'm 30. People spit it out all the time. All right. I don't spit it out. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I swallow it. <laughs> I was talking about other people. Oh, shit. Well, talking about me. I like Marilyn Manson. I took out a rib. I, I, well, you didn't save some of yours when you were 18 for the future? You know, well, you, you don't think about these things when you're 18. Oh, you think no, you're going to shoot it into space? Just, this is what you do. <laughs> Take your socks, yeah. wet them, yeah. and yeah. strain them into a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work 30 years later? It's like yeah, whatever towels good. you have laying around. Uh, it's like an isotope, right? It's got a half life. <laughs> I wish walked I had. into like a, a wall, uh, like a 7-Eleven the other day. I saw like extends. I'm like, do I need that? I think I might need that. Is that what is that? Is that like Viagra? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Get the extends, get oh. the depends. Like, do I need that? Buy that walker at the CVS. You'll need you all You won't need things. it until you're like 33. <laughs> you got okay. three years. Three right. years left. All right. Save yeah, that then sperm. Then it starts to take a sharp turn downward. Okay. Save the good sperm for your lineage. Holy shit. Okay, look. What are we talking about? The what Punisher. The How did this come up? Rotten right, Tomatoes, average tomatometer, 62%. Audience score, 93%. Oh, audience mm. liked it way more. Audience liked it more than like a way the reverse Star Wars. Wars. Yes. <laughs> If everything is a reverse. Somebody say Star Wars? Star Wars. Sorry. Don't say that Star Wars. No. Uh, this show created, show run by Steve Lightfoot. Uh, and it's, of course, got John Berthal in the starring role. And you got uh, Karen Page uh, showing up again. Billy Ru- Ben Barnes is Billy Russo. Uh, a bunch of other people. We'll get to them. Uh, you meet a lot of people. But let's do uh, what we usually do. Opening thoughts. Uh, what we liked, what we didn't like. And since, uh, Anthony, you saw this the most recently, <laughs> why don't you refresh everyone's memory? Uh, opening thoughts, season one of The Punisher on Netflix. Uh, sorry, guys, for making you guys wait. It's okay. To this Look, review. we waited. Now everyone has a chance to watch it. So, yeah, like, more yeah, people yeah. have more seen people. it now. Right. Overall, I, I actually really liked the show. I, I, it did suffer from being a little too long. I thought the middle was a, a little slow, a, a lot slow. But overall, I, John Bernthal, I love him as a Punisher, and and I liked the, um, the like PTSD coming back from uh you know being in a war. Yeah, I liked yeah. that whole angle. I liked that they played that up. Um, so I liked that he wasn't just a machine either. I liked that. So overall, I mean, we'll get into more specifics, but I overall I actually really enjoyed it. And I think I liked it. It's the most enjoyable Netflix show from Marvel that I've seen since uh. Daredevil season two. Right on. Okay. Uh, Del Hauer, why are you open? Opening thoughts. I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm trying to remember what, what you enjoyed about so it. One, there, was one t- there was a guy um, and he did. No, uh, <laughs> he honestly, while I know that this is probably going to be another, another discussion, I think one of the things I really liked about it was that it was refreshingly a bit different than what I expected oh. uh, and what, Punisher tends to be. Ah. 
while I wouldn't have turned down a show that was entirely just like 13 episodes of John Bernthal shooting people and screaming, um, I'm glad that they tried to have a little bit more of an intrigue storyline uh, and as well as an ending that was very unexpected. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, to the listener, if it sounds like there's a party going on and behind Delhauer in the other room, it's because his fucking roommates are loud. So I apologize. <laughs> Just let I know. Go. That was very distracting. Just ignore it. I'll try to get rid of most of it in post. All right. Let's. <laughs> right. Let's... Opening thoughts. Um, it feels like the Punisher needs to go to Delhauer's house right yeah. now and take care of business. Um, <laughs> Uh, what I think about the Punisher? Um, I, look, uh, I think it was a very well crafted show. Uh, as Anthony said, it was slow. I would have preferred a little bit more action, just a tad more. Mm, mm. Um, just a little bit more, like seeing Frank at his best. It's not the Punisher that I would have made, but it's good on its own. I feel like that. Um, it, it veered off to a different way, uh, presenting the story than I would have liked. But you know what? They did it well. And as long as they do it well and they get there eventually, I'm good. So that's that. As long as you get there eventually, I'm always good. As long as I get yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I also really, really enjoyed this episode, uh, this whole season. It's fucking uh, visceral and brutal. Bernthal is intense. And a lot like Electra, they did their version of The Punisher. And I think it works. It's consistent with the world. They changed a little bit of the things. But, uh, yeah, dealing with the topical the, the topical themes of PTSD and coming back from war and and and, and people who can't uh, deal with it. Uh, it, it was great. And uh, the, I thought the action ramped up great to the end. And uh, no, really fucking one of the stronger ones. Definitely it's a up new there. version of the Punisher. It's its own sure. version. Definitely. They change a little bit of the origin. But, man, it works. They're consistent with what they've set up. And it's a great standalone season without even having to watch any of the other series you can enjoy this, this retelling of this origin. Uh, so let's just move in uh, to what worked. Who wants to go first? Delhauer muted his audio. Delhauer muted his audio. I'm huh. trying to cut out people yelling uh, as much uh, as I can. Uh, it's fine. When- What's going on over there? Just just watching TV? What are they nah, doing over there? Apparently, my roommates got a bunch of different like board games and card games and, and now shit they are for wrestling. Christmas. <laughs> so now it's just this big orgy. There you go. The okay. eyes wide Listen, shut situation. Now in the that background. you've explained it, the the listener can just go along with it, right? <laughs> yeah, he's having an eyes wide shut orgy, and we're keeping him from it because we're like, on the stupid podcast. <laughs> and I bought a mask and everything. Uh, you'll be able to catch the tail end when everyone's spent. It won't I be got as fun. Baltic. Yeah, <laughs> Baltic Avenue. Rags, give me something else you really like. What worked for you in this show? Okay, so basically, what worked is uh, I think that the whole like. Um, the idea of him t- teaming up with microchip and that whole thing and the fact that he had like the way that the story was woven into the whole network of his friends and everybody everybody was kind of uh tied into this and i normally i hate that shit yeah it's written well but but it was written in a way where it made more sense like that okay all these guys that he was in the thing with they're all a part of this cover up and he was just dealing with it. So it was cool like that. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed just the acting. Bernthal uh, is it, it, amazing. The acting was really, really on a, on a high level for the most part. Uh, there were some sexy scenes. <laughs> there Ooh, were some, sexy time. some booby scenes. 
Yeah, there was some like uh, grab ass going on, so that's also uh, fun. But even the sex scenes were used for for moments, for dramatic moments, and and I thought they they were both used well, like where Lieberman and his wife fuck in the bathroom just out of like. Uh, I want to comment on the microchip without this kind of storyline. Yeah. I'd never really understood right. how he would have found a microchip. Right, right. Who would help this uh, fucking yeah. psychopath uh, voluntarily? It's just kind of like, you know, out of left field. Like, oh, he has this guy. That's a tech guy. Yeah, right? This um, makes but, so but much this, sense. But, but they wrote, the way they wrote this in, as Rogue Boy said, it, it felt organic to the story, and it felt like, oh, this this guy kind of makes sense why he would they would become the guy. And then the chemistry between chemistry the two was really, so well, really were, well done. Arguing like an old married yeah, couple. Yeah, like a married couple. Oh, I mean, it's the, so funny. The, the scenes with them and then like the scenes where like Frank is basically hitting on his wife yes. or, or, or like re, re, replacing his family with Lieberman's family. Yeah, while he's watching on the I, I could, I, I literally, I would like watch and I'd be there with Lieberman or Chip, Microchip, yeah. whatever you want to call him. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oh man! Oh, it's bad. It's super uncomfortable. <laughs> I oh, yeah, man. it was it was really cringy for some. Yeah. I some, mean, he kissed his wife, there. and then he comes back, and they get drunk. Well, you can, and you he can, keeps and she, she up. had good, that that actress or whatever her yeah, name is yeah. had, had really good chemistry with Burnfall yep, too. Yep, yep. So I was like, man, I, like, I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, I should just fuck. I'm like, wait, that's wrong. <laughs> Plus, that's his wife. He's watching everything. He's watching it. But man, yeah, the acting all around great. Even David, like watching the monitors of his family and just, you know, you feel you feel his sense of loss and grief. And uh, everyone, everyone was the great. Well, it's like he's in sending roles. in dad, but then dad is cooler than him. Yes, unfortunately, and dad will, you know, what doesn't may replace you. Yeah. So everyone loves Pete. Pete Castioli. Pete Castioli. Howard, what else worked for you? Uh, going off of what you guys were saying, I think one of the things I really like about it is the fact that a lot of the characters that have been introduced in the Punisher comics in the past who had like really odd or just like coincidental connections to the Punisher had it more of a reason to be there like Lieberman or like Billy Russo. Right, right. Whereas in the comic, Billy Russo was just a mob enforcer who happened to also be a narcissist. They instead decided to make it that not only is he still a narcissist, but he's actually uh, Frank's best friend from when he was in the Marines. Great relationship. And like, this is the big change to the origin where well, it works for this show. Yes. I think for yes. a movie or something like that, it would be out of place. Yeah. But for a TV show where things have to kind of have more of a of a tied uh, connection, I think it works just as good or better. So, and it has time to breathe. You can yes, play out exactly. the story. Yeah, and it becomes kind of like a military espionage detective. Yeah, I, I would agree with that show. too because, like, in a movie, I don't think you have enough time to invest in Billy Russo to then hate him when he turns. Yeah, Whereas this, right. you're like, man, this Russo is kind of a good guy. Yeah. Oh wait, he's he's not that yeah. great. Oh no, and, and you also can explore different perspectives of the relationship like he like whenever they do it in a movie they just do like a, a flashback scene and right. they're like the best friends ever but there's time where they where they bicker they disagree or they're not quite trusting each other and you could see that that the dissension kind of grows from that so it, it, it feels more natural where it shouldn't in a movie right. yeah and especially if it's going to be a punisher movie that means your bad guy's dead by the end Nine times out of ten. Right. Right. So you're not going to put that much work into a dude that isn't sticking around. This is a long, great setup of Billy Russo. Like, you really I, I like, get I'll to know him. I'll throw in there, too. Yeah, Bill, I thought Billy Russo. I liked his setup. Yeah, I liked absolutely. the actor that played Ben Barnes, him. yeah. I even liked that he was, I mean, even though he's 
a bad dude. He's yeah. not. I mean, even at the end, we hit the spoiler button. Run. Have you been uh, hit we these buttons? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he hit it. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, even at the end when he he lets Frank go to yeah. kill uh, yeah. Agent Orange, like, yeah, he's not entirely a bad dude. He was just trying to make some money and trying to make a buck and unfortunately frank got in his way there's so many amazing scenes in that last episode uh one of them being the uh the flashback where you see that billy was like friends with frank's family he's uncle billy and they're giving each other shit and he's like he's that close he's just more than a a a war buddy the guy's like a a brother of second family that's all he has left yeah it's there was there's nobody else and then the the other like really awesome scene was when billy goes to visit Curtis looking for Frank and uh, doesn't know Frank is waiting for him with a sniper across the street. But in any other show, like he, there would have been a shootout there. And the way they both respected Curtis and, and kind of calmed down and rescheduled the fight and let him walk away. Like it was so tense. It was so well, good. He even says like, I keep my promises. Yeah, and he lets yeah. go. They, they still have, I mean, they, they still have this code of honor where they're willing to trust each other when he really didn't have to, but they both kind of let, you know, they want to let Curtis live because he didn't really deserve to die. You you saw Punisher Warzone recently, right, Imran? Yes, I did. Okay, so the way they, they mishandled Jigsaw so badly in yes, that movie. Yes. And, and they made, <laughs> now, there's potential for a good Jigsaw to come yes, out of this yeah. story. I will say this is probably... A compelling, a compelling yeah, villain. very compelling. I think this is the closest they've gotten to the essence of the Punisher on screen yet. Like, this is really why I enjoyed well, it. I like that the... Like, the what made birth out of this being a good jigsaw is because the Punisher decided not to kill for once right. and just fucking punish him. Yeah. And now he's going to basically probably have to regret that later because this guy is going to come back demented as fuck. And you get right. that Russo was vain and into his looks and, and look, well, I mean, good. just the way that, even like his wardrobe, like yeah. the way he yeah. dressed him was very like, you could tell he cares about his wardrobe. Yep. He cares well, about his cares looks. About and even on top of that is that they, they established that, yes, he does take care of his looks. He dresses well. He wants to have money. He's got like a very narcissistic personality. We also see that he has a part of him that hates that as well because yeah. he talks about the whole story with, with Madani about how when he was in a foster home as a kid, being the pretty one out of all the foster kids basically led to him getting molested. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, and then when later on he uh, he takes down Madani's partner, like just randomly says to him, like, who's pretty now and slits his throat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is damaged goods. I love that episode where they're there. Madani and him are shooting at each other. And later he shows up and he fucking bathes her <laughs> with like nothing's wrong. I was like, holy shit. Uh, very well done. Let's talk about Madani. I really love that. There's a, a lead female, non-white, smart character. That she's a step ahead. She knows what's going down. She's badass. She she occasionally she has some stupid decisions, but for the most part, so Rosario she, Dawson doesn't exist. I think in this in this world. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I forgot about the Rosario Dawson. No, but you would think like that role would be like a guy, like a guy homeland uh, homeland security. Uh, it's more officer, intriguing with a woman. You know? Yeah, because oh, yeah. then she can hook up with Billy. Yeah, herself. then she can show that her butt off. Again. Yeah, no Claire oh. Temple. Surprisingly, also, no but she'd be in all of them. I honestly, I thought when <laughs> when Bernthal or Frank Castle was walking around injured, I'm like, Claire Temple's got to show up, right? patch she, up she, The night nurse has to yeah. show up. No, well, no, they went to Madani. Nope. Uh, he takes a fucking beating in this show, too, man. Unbelievable. Let's talk about the action. Fucking action was at parts when it was thought, on screen. I yeah. wish there was more. I wish there was more of it. I wish but, there yeah, was more. It was, but, it was well I agree done. with that. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, I mean, the scene in the forest where they're where he's. 
getting hunted down yeah, by the yeah, op. I mean, that was yeah. great. Well, it's, and it's got a little bit of everything. You got great shooting scenes. You got a lot of stabby, stabby, close hand. You got eye squishing. You got just beating in somebody's brains. There you were got times- Bernthal yelling over and over. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking shooting <laughs> thing. Yeah, I think that my Punisher would be more a little bit more stoic than that. But yeah. he was yelling a lot. The move, the move I notice he does a lot is you grab a dude's arm that's got a knife, you break that arm, and you twist it back, and you stab him with the knife still in his hand, get him to stab. He did that like every time. It's a great move. But Jesus shot. He would like you could see uh, he would uh, shoot shoot the guy in the leg, take him down, shoot him in the head, like a little bit like John Wick, but then. He would just pick up other guns when he ran out of ammo. Like, holy shit. Very well choreographed, brutal action. Loved yeah. it. Violent. Very violent. But it was on screen, yes. I suppose it could have used a little bit more. But, like, the scenes where like where he smoked the room and he's, like, stealth stalking them with the red lasers, that shit is great. Like, it looked great, too. I thought I mean, it was the, shot The first well. time you see him um, when he attacks the guys that are... <laughs> Uh, attacking that Hispanic dude. Yes, he's in the hit first episode. In the face when, and leg with a sledgehammer. With a I was vis- visibly like, oh, oh, no. Oh, man. Dude, oh, there, fuck. There was a lot of scenes where I could not watch, like when they're patching him Pussy. up or they're doing gross things. Oh, yes, shit. Yes. It makes me squeamish, but that's when you know the show's doing a good job. And I'm like, holy fuck. Just imagine what the torture he's going through. Tell how you're in a new room. How is it there? No, I chased them away. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, what else I love all the supporting characters in a show really not many of them are wasted from micro to his family to Madani to what to her parents like everyone kind of fleshed out really well and you get to care for them and I think I think out of everything um, despite having two seasons of Daredevil and uh, kind of a season of Defenders this is my favorite portrayal of Karen Page so far what it was? What was she doing? She was only in a couple of episodes. She's like Frank's so in, friend. She well, she she's Frank's friend. She's yeah. a she's a contact that because now that she's an investigative journalist, he's asking her to help him like find information. Ah, yes. On top of that, it's also the fact that ever since what happened in Daredevil, she carries a gun on her. Like she doesn't really take shit anymore. They're kind of uh, they're a little bit similar people if you think about. Yeah, she's kind of like one of those people that probably was like all against guns and all against that type of shit. Cap but, a motherfucker now. But she's realized that living in New York and all of the shit that's going down in this crime-ridden version of New York that sometimes you need to have a gun. <laughs> and sometimes you need to fuck, you know, fuck motherfuckers up. Sometimes being kidnapped as well as the target for murder more (laughs) than one time changes your feeling about self-defense. Exactly. (laughs) And over and over, you fucking find yourself in that situation because you're an idiot. I I really enjoyed the um, the like the military aspect of these people coming home and not having anything and feeling like the government's betrayed them. The Lewis Wilson storyline, I thought was a nice little uh, aside to kind of like, Oh, this is a little different. This guy is fucked up from war. I mean, you see guys (laughs) like like this in the the news where they're like, they're talking and they're, they're, they're in a, you know, in a support circle and, What's his face? What's the black guy's name? Uh, Curtis. Curtis. Curtis is kind of leading the way, and there's all these different... Like, everybody... What what I gathered from that is, like, everybody comes back different from yeah. war. Like, oh, yeah. not there's yeah. not one way to treat any of these people. Yeah. They're all experienced different things, and they're, they're back... Their histories and what they've seen and how they are, their demeanor and their personality makes them all 
different, but all in need of something. And they can go one way or right, and they the can other. go and they can go all sorts of ways. You can you can get the guy that w- was served in the military and is didn't do shit, like the guy that yeah. Lewis Wilson was eventually killed. Yeah, but. He uses that to now uh, push his valor. agenda. I kind of yeah, love right. the stolen valor thing because you remember here, seeing that on the internet. These right. guys get busted. Uh, dude, Lewis Wilson, that scene where he wakes up and shoots his dad by Almost accident. shoots his dad. Uh, yeah. Don't mislead people. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> shoot his dad. He, re- he reacts. I was like, this dude is stressed. This guy is going to be a problem. That's when he was stressed or when uh, he dug a fucking hole in his backyard <laughs> and, and was there sleeping there. he yeah. could have deal with it. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I find really funny about that, and not even so much funny, but just like I don't know a word interesting, whatever you want um, is my brother has a friend who served in Afghanistan yeah. several times. Like he's over there again with the army. And the first time he came back, there was an instance where he wound up staying over at my brother's place. And my brother went to go check on him to, to like wake him up at, you know, say, Hey, it's, you know, like 10 in, 10 in the morning. I, you know, I'm surprised you slept this late seeing as how you're used to getting up at like 4am. Uh, and we're going to go get breakfast. He went to go wake him up. And as he shook him, his buddy jumped up out of bed and basically grabbed him by the throat. Oh, geez. and he said like it was two or three seconds of him looking around to find other people before he realized oh. where he was oh, and what shit. was going on. Oh yeah. PTSD is a real thing. I was looking at reviews uh, to, in preparation for this and there was a review from like this uh, veterans website and this guy was loved this series. He's called it vet exploitation in a good way. He's like, they really get, the, the grief and the PTSD and trying to fit in and what it's like, like they, they tell it in such a smart and authentic way on the show. Like you really love that they did that. And the grief, man, you get the grief that oh, yeah. Castle is going through from the very beginning. I think the thing that I, the thing I, I really like about this version of it is that, like I was saying, the, the fact that it's, it's a bit different and it goes somewhere you don't expect it at the end is that. Most of the Netflix shows, you have that problem where you get to the back half and it's very, it feels very long. They're suddenly bringing in a secondary plot that has really no point. Right, right. And that winds up getting wrapped up and doesn't actually affect anything. And for a while, I was fairly certain that's what the Lewis Wilson story was going to be. Yeah, and then they just wrapped that up. <laughs> but And they, they wrapped it up fairly quickly. Yeah. But I think the thing that I find so interesting about it is... When you look at the two stories, his and Frank's next to each other, you see that they are going through the exact same thing. Yep. yep. And, one goes and what one you way. tend to notice is that while we're in the heat of the moment, we agree with Frank and we're like, well, he's killing bad guys and he's taking out, you know, gangsters and, and corrupt police and whatever else it is. And he's doing the right thing. And, and, you know, Lewis, he's a, he's a fucking coward because he's just blowing up buildings with innocent people in it. But you also have to ask yourself at what point does Frank possibly cross that line himself. Frank is just as bad as the guys he's killing in, in a lot of ways. And so when it then gets to the point where Frank realizes that being different from Lewis, isn't just who it is you're killing. It's entirely how you go about approaching recovery, right? Frank refused to go to the therapy group. He would try and deal with it on his own. And that turned into him breaking walls with his bare hands, basically. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sitting in an apartment, reading Moby Dick. Yeah, that's great. And no and, one should ever do that. Yes. No one ever should <laughs> read Moby Dick. Looking from a white whale, have you seen it? But uh, <laughs> what I find funny is that Lewis, despite going to therapy, doesn't believe in it either and sees Frank as a hero for deciding to use basically his military training to take down the man. And Frank recognizes that actually the therapy they both decided to not care about is what they should have been going after because yeah. obviously 
violence for violence sake and as a way of trying to process the grief of his dead family yep. isn't going to fix things. And how long will it be before Frank himself is blowing himself up in the freezer of a hotel? I also liked like that they're both of their storylines. They both were just cast as domestic terrorists. Right. Yeah, like they yeah. both were like the, the media was just like, yeah, they're both fucked up. There's a version of the Punisher where he doesn't fall into this category if you do it right. But the way that they handled it, he, yeah, he seems like more of a kind of uh, a terrorist than anything else. Right. And I think part of the trouble that comes from that is especially like looking at the fact that they're remaking the movie Death Wish with Bruce Willis. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. If you've yeah, seen yeah, the trailer, yeah. that no, movie yeah. basically paints itself as white man uses gun to protect black people from themselves. Oh, okay. And it's like really upsetting to see it that way. Wow. Wow. And so, the way that I would frame it if I was going to make a Punisher show. Mm-hmm is that there's bad people that no one can touch and he's got the skills to actually do something. Oh yeah, and that's that is exactly why Kingpin is such a great foil for Frank Castle. Yeah. Because it is the guy that no one thinks they can do anything about and his response is, "Well, fuck it, I'm going to kill him." Well, it's like these cartel guys that have like an entire like city looking out for them right. and all of these guys are just They'll kill somebody at the drop of a hat. And those people I have no compunction for. If that if the dude that he's killing has been will kill somebody for whatever reason that they feel like it that day, they didn't pay the thing or they didn't do their job or whatever, uh, I have I'm I'm cool with him killing those guys. But then this story it makes you feel a little bit more compassion for the bad guys. It does. And I think that's because the problem that Punisher stories have always had is that Every time you introduce someone who is a new bad guy, you want to make a reason for Frank to kill them and for you to cheer for it. But the ultimate end is that they'll die. So the fact that you don't have returning villains mean it means every time the villain has to escalate more and more and more mm. until it gets to just this ridiculous level of like say, like sadistic asshole who blah, 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 blah. And you start to lose the realism that this show really wanted to put into it. All very good points. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at the end, he's kind of like, how do you keep him fighting? I love the very last line at the end where he does show up to the support group and he's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life if I'm not fucking shooting people, waging a war. And he goes, I'm scared. Like the whole show ends with Frank Castle going, I'm scared. And then it just kind of ends. It was a weird ending. And it's just I over. think it's it is while a lot of people may not notice it. I think it's actually a really bold choice for them to go with the story that for a while seems to be glorifying like white male anger and violence. Yes. And in the end, basically just outright say the reason this happens is because I'm scared and I don't know how to be a person that isn't this. <laughs> well, yeah. I also like that they were like, they made the, the decision. I don't know if this is comic book accurate, that he is the guy that ended up killing Zubair. Is that the guy's name? Yeah. He, he took, he He's took like, the shot in the video. The yeah. entire yeah. story with Zubair and Cerberus and everything was yeah. invented for the show that, yeah. that yeah. did not come from the comic well, at all. I, I like that. His whole though, origin. I like yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, I'm not sure I like that. See, I, I liked it just because I like that. He's not this squeaky clean puni- guy either. Well, it muddies up the bed. The, the Punisher should be a, a virtuous, righteous person. He shouldn't be like, I'm not virtuous, but righteous. Like he should be righteous in his actions and he's under misunderstood. And that's why it makes him great because you cheer for the Punisher knowing that he's doing what he's supposed to do. And then 
yes, it's a little squeamish that he's kind of like on the line. He's a murderer, but like at the same time, he's he's righteous in what he's doing. I, I got the impression that he didn't he didn't know that the guy was necessarily an oh, no, none of person. No, but here in here in this one, he he just he was a soldier following orders, he was following orders knowing right. he yeah. was doing something that wasn't right, but maybe it was the right thing for his country, whatever. But right. then now he wants to fix that. Right. I, right, right. What I was going to say is I think I think it at least serves in this aspect that it's it's a redemption arc. Yeah. Of how he recognizes that he is exactly what they had kind of made him into because yeah. he never stood up questioned yeah. that before i'm allowing it because it's a tv show well, and this is if it where... was a movie i would not allow <laughs> it to happen that seems to be the running theme with rugby yeah. i allow it because it's tv it works on this tv one, it, movie fuck them but that's the moment where he really starts his journey towards being the punisher like it kind of starts there and then that great flashback scene where he's See, just I, that's the only thing I, I don't think he's the punisher still yet yeah yeah that's questionable because well, he was the punisher that he gave it up he well, no, the, saying, but the then... punisher would just be like i'm killing all the bad guys because they're all bad but he's still i mean right the, it ends with him being like I don't know what to do now. Yeah, basically. Like, it's like more about him retiring, being the Punisher, and becoming Frank Castle. Yeah, yeah. I, do, and like, I, I did find retire. it interesting that the the immediate opening of the show is him kind of cleaning up the rest of the cartel, I the love biker those. gang, those and the Irish mob yeah. from Daredevil. And everything about that is so Garth Ennis's version of Punisher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, it's got very dark humor. Yeah, hyper violent. Like in the he, is, he is just yeah. a man with a mission who is doing what he does. The, like I, it would have made a better movie than a show. I loved, I loved the <laughs> hey, whole bit with him tracking down the guy in the cartel to uh, to Mexico and sniping him from El Paso, Texas. Yeah, yeah. and it pulled all the way back, and uh, that was that was great. And the guy, he, he gets the guy in the bathroom. He runs over the bikers with the van. Like all this shit was fantastic. And then he's like, "I'm done. I'm so burning think, my thing." And I think that's possibly supposed to be symbolic. I, you know, I'm going to give it that much credit. That they were like, this is the Punisher as we built him and as you know him. He burns the vest, and now this is something and somebody different. It may always be that he's trying to not be the Punisher and then always just gets sucked back and he in. He always gets pulled back <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, they get pulled back in. One last thing I'll say I love before we take a break the music I thought was very well done. The, uh, the, a lot of the guitar, a lot that of the opening theme I thought was fantastic. I, oh, I disagree. I thought it was. Maybe maybe the music was fine, but I didn't like I didn't like the intro. No, at I all. didn't like the intro either. That's the one thing I didn't like. But the choices of song when, when they would play the the rock songs over like a violent action scene uh, towards the end, they played like a deep cut Creedence Clearwater Revival song I've never heard when Ben Barnes is fucking shit up, and it's so great. Like they just very good music choices uh, for the scenes. The intro though, that's a different matter. That will be stuff when we get into what didn't work, which we will do. Right after this break, going to play a couple of promos for you, listener. Listen, Indy, check out some new pods, and we will return with The Punisher. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. 
name is Carrie Sims, and I host Sketching Comedy with my artist friends, Imran Javed. Hey, that's me! And Phil Rude each week live on YouTube. Hang out with us as I learn and discuss the legends of comic book art and comedians while the fellows are creating live drawings during the show. I learned Jack Kirby most closely identified with his creation of the thing. Oh, yeah, that's right, Carrie. He was an old school tough guy, and it's because he was in a street gang in New York. Visit BlazingCaribouStudio.com or tune in each week on our YouTube channel and download the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are found. Catch you later! Do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television shows, and comic books? Do you like listening to a guy rant about these things for hours on end? Well, then you're in luck, because you need to check out Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Featuring me, Scott James Meridew, we'll be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues, joined each week by a rotating panel of guests that will try to contain me. Jokes on them, I cannot be contained. So please join us on Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Cue the music! Listen, if you've been enjoying our show, if you love this brand of geekery and horseshit, well, I got news for you. There's more show to be had over at our fan club. Visit jockanerd.com slash Patreon. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month, give you access to an exclusive RSS feed full of bonus clips. For example, the most recent clip up there right now, fellas, uh, last episode we did The Last Jedi with our buddy John Bellotti Jr. Well, we had some technical difficulties getting his microphone to work before we recorded. We had to call tech support, and a lovely gentleman named Rodney helped us out. And uh, that clip is on the Patreon. It was Jinder. It was not Jinder Mahal, the reigning, no. now not the champion. I know he's not the champion anymore. That much I know. That was actually really funny. Yeah, that's on the Patreon. Listen tech support. John Bellotti Jr. with tech support trying to get his mic work. You'll figure it out. Okay. Back to the Punisher. Here's Let's get into what didn't work for us. I'm going to pick it up right where I left off. While I did love the music choices in the show, uh, this is my least favorite intro of all the Netflixes. Is, is, yeah, and I, and I skipped it every time. And it's just like some smoke and some guns spinning and bullets. I See, that's the thing is I liked the song for the intro. I didn't care about the actual in- intro graphics. Ah. I it was see. very. There was really nothing going on. No, like, I've seen no. better was, things in video games. Yes. It, was, it was constant, just very close-up things of a bullet leaving a gun. Ugh, so bland and uninspired. Like the other ones are have been really good. They've slowly been slipping in quality. Uh, but this one, I was like, you didn't even try. You didn't even try Netflix. What the fuck? I would have rather just had a black uh, thing with the with the just the skull and then Punisher coming in. Yeah, yeah, skip the whole fucking song. Just start the fucking show. And I love I, that Netflix lets you skip intros. It's the best thing ever. He just there go, are points while while I was watching this that I really wonder if it was like because they didn't think that they were going to make a Punisher show, they were just going to throw him in Daredevil, and then everyone was like, "Oh my god, I loved Bernthal as yeah. Punisher. He should yeah. get his own show." That Netflix's reaction was just, "All right, I don't know, fuck it, make it, whatever. We don't care." <laughs> And so Lightfoot was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want then. Yeah. And they're like, hey, okay, whatever. Shut up. Yeah. Are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of smoke filters in my After Effects. I got the intro done. Boom. We gotta, Let's go. We got to figure out why people don't like Danny Rand. 
Did you know he's the hand? <laughs> he has to fight the hand. <laughs> uh, Danny Rand again. I'm the immortal Iron Fist. Uh, also, I think like all my the destiny s- to save oh. the world. <laughs> what a little bitch, I'm Danny Rand. Bitch ass uh, punk. Did no, you- I'm starting it now. Hashtag Anthony is Danny Rand. Let's oh, get no. it fixed. <laughs> I get me his name. Oh, I'll, dude, I'll do, He's a Tony Rand. I'll, I'll do a Tony better job. I'll do a better job. I got a better body than that fuck. Actually, I could see Anthony doing fucking Iron Fist. Absolutely. I think I definitely, I have a, the 100% mask. I have a better body than you that motherfucker. Fake some that fucking, fucking kung noodle. Fu? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, you could Yo, take dude. him. Total homo? Yeah, you do. Yes, indeed. I have no uh, response. Yes, you got to get him a part yeah. on a CW show I like somehow. It. I, like I like it. it. That's it. Anthony for Danny Rand season two. I, I will vote yes. Make it happen. Uh, did, did you guys think this was still too long in 13 episodes? Yes. 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 Right? Absolutely. You could have that, that, that middle. That middle. Yeah. Where there, I mean, there's some good stuff. There's some good scenes with uh, Lieberman and Frank yeah. where they're hanging out. But I mean, it, a lot of that middle is just them hanging out. Yeah, it's true. I like a lot of the stuff with with Lieberman's family. I feel like mm. I get why it's there, but it also feels like it's coming up way too much. Yeah, we saw we kept seeing his wife uh, like a lot, but then like, yeah, he should have like only gone f- back like two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, every story, day. like yeah. the whole fucking side story of Lieberman's son is a bully because his dad is dead. Like, oh yeah, that I don't wasn't care. necessary. I don't. Yeah. I don't need to have a moment where Frank pulls a K bar knife on a child and threatens <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> And then plays football with it. Yeah, that, I, that one just it didn't. Not only did I not care, it didn't really like register. I'm like, this little fat fuck. <laughs> he doesn't look like a little of a bully. And, and plus, then you get like bad child acting. So it's yeah. just like, oh yeah, no. those, oh yeah, those bullies were not impressive at all. Now I remember that scene. Yeah. He's like, he's like hitting his hitting his sister and shit. He, he like he hits his sister and there's like storming out like you guys don't understand me. <laughs> like, yeah, we do. You get it. Your dad's dead. I don't yeah, care. They've been telling us over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean that middle like there was really uh, there was really not a ton of action. Do we need to see Frank banging his wife like in his head? Was that necessary? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was okay. Uh, again, that was that was a yeah. point where I think Lightfoot was trying to get all artsy with it. Yeah, it was like that was his way of of trying to compartmentalize, so he isn't feeling the fact that he's getting tortured. Yeah, every time he passed out, he would go into like that. That, uh, but I did love the moment where he finally lets go, and he's like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come with you. I'm gonna go fucking." Beat oh, and this he guy lets up. go. He fucking lets oh, go. Oh, he let go. Let's talk about. He seemed to have like a Wolverine ish healing power in a lot of this. Like he would get the <laughs> shit beat out of I him. Will, I will say it is. It is comic accurate yes. that apparently Punisher doesn't feel bullets. Not only that, but he is able to be healed with like the most rudimentary shit ever. And everyone seems to just know how to fucking Neo deal with this. Yeah. I, got, yeah. I got a Q-tip and an alcohol wipe, That'll and work. you have what a do do? severed spine. Yeah. <laughs> they should patch it up. I just need back team. And uh, a god, and I'm good. <laughs> and a chewing gum wrapper. Also, yeah. did anyone else notice that it seemed like Bernthal got more jacked as the se- season oh, went on? Did he? I did not notice that. The the like episode two or three or whatever it was when he has a uh, um, Lieberman tied up and he's interrogating right, him, right? And then when Lieberman actually like sticks him with the syringe pen and he passes out, I thought to myself, I was like, 
Bernthal looks really fucking tiny in mm. this, like in this episode. Well, because the guy who's playing microchip is so like tall. a foot taller. Yes, well, well, I, mean, I, mean, like, I don't even mean like, like small. I mean like his arms looked small. Like yeah, his body I mean, just looked in general. Small. I noticed that too. Lieber, he like Frank looks up to talk to Lieberman. Like why is he? He's so. And then it was cast a tall guy like oh, that. Like at least the same. But height. then then you get to episode like. 11 or whatever and he's that that scene where he's in the bathroom and like he rips his shirt off and he's fucking bleeding all over himself before Lieberman goes stitching him up yeah I'm like he has like 10 to 15 more pounds of muscle on him now than he did what apparently was like a week hey, ago he needs another 20 though for real Bernthal yeah mm. Because he's not, to me, his head's big. And, yeah. And that makes his, the rest of his body look small. It's because yeah. he has a very thick neck. Yeah. Yeah, it's something he's, like he's that. He's got a big, he's definitely got a, a, a head that's like looks oversized for his body. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You gotta, the chest has got to be bigger. To like He doesn't seem proportion. imposing. Like, I, don't, I don't think he's have, actually all that tall either. No, he's no, not. But, as he, but yeah. Microchip is this skinny, wiry guy yeah. and standing up. Yeah. And like He looks like he could just house him. I think <laughs> that's right part of the reason as to why they decided to go more towards like the John Wick style of action mm-hmm. is because Bernthal's like he's like Tom Hardy he's like 5'9 yeah. 5'10 yeah but Keanu so Reeves like, is a big big dude oh no, and he is but I mean because because Bernthal is smaller than a lot of guys they're going for more of that military technical yes. for what he does instead so, of like yeah. Frank the Tank right, sort of right. pounding his way through everything yeah, I, but I kind of love that visual though I just really do I just love that he's a goon yeah and that's, that's just something I always loved about Frank Oh, this yeah. wasn't. This he, is a different it's Frankenstein. Kind of, yeah. You know, it's what they called him. Frank, <laughs> Frank, Frank they Castle. Drew him, like it was like Frank they were and like, Castle. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's the thing is, if you notice, um, throughout like the the Garth Ennis run, he had like two or three other artists come in after Steve Dillon. Yeah, yeah. And every time they drew him like three times bigger than the guy before him, <laughs> to the point where he's like seven foot and four hundred pounds of just muscle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I I always read uh, John Romita Junior's. Punisher Warzone. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, He's just and, this and, wide brick dude. Yeah. yeah. And Ramita Square just doing like a, like a fucking tank. Yeah. And Ramita draws everything like really like yeah. dark and gritty, mm-hmm. you know. You feel so. the weight there. But uh, this this is, I mean, they did take a lot from the Ennis Dillon storyline. And like that body type of Frank is kind of like Bernthal too. Uh, so, you know, we said that they didn't really plan for this. But Punisher got popular and they were like, let's give him a series. And this is not their fault. I think one thing that was weird is just the unfortunate timing of releasing the show. Yeah. And what was going on? The Vegas shootings pushed it back. They didn't even go to New York Comic Con, pulled the whole panel. You know, I, I just say, though, I, I I don't think, I mean, obviously, you know, you think what the, you, we had our thoughts of what The Punisher was going to be. But if you watch the show, it's not. Right. It's not about it's not like any other movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's not yeah. that there's this. It's not this angry white guy shooting people all no, the time. No, that's, <laughs> that's, there's that's, Lewis Wilson, which yeah. is like that part of the story, right? And I think I really do appreciate that because they didn't really have any precedent for making a show, and they outright said we're not tying it into the Defenders stuff. Right. Yep, they had the freedom to make whatever they wanted, and they decided to try at least to have a message to it as well. I mean, that that was my one other critique is they did touch on these things like gun control and PTSD. They, but, but I didn't really see them having anything to say about it. There are points where it felt like they wanted to to bring up a concept, but yes. they were very afraid to yeah. have a stance. And then the, the gun yeah, control debate was a, a bit mm, cringe-worthy, I think, mm. because I felt like they just tacked that on to be part of the co- the topic of conversation that's going think, on now, and, and it, I, I don't think it was flushed out. I think it's very true. People. I think the problem was, was that they... They were building on a very, 
like moderate stance where it's like, well, you know, I mean, obviously we don't really want people going around just shooting everybody, but that's kind of what our fucking hero does. <laughs> yes, that's kind so of the we kind of we show. can't be staunchly liberal of like no guns ever. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't want to make a show that's aimed directly at like the Trump supporting right wing like gun nut crowd. So they made it very moderate in the fact that it's like we kind of still need you to vote for like cheer for Frank. So they went very cartoony on the two different sides yeah. of it where you yeah. got yeah. the NRA yeah. dude in yep. the, the Senate uh, from the Senate. Yeah. Well, it's it's the NRA dude that was in the the uh, therapy group. Oh, right, right, right. Who's like every other line is, well, they're coming to take our guns. Right. And you're like, oh, why? What? <laughs> right. coming. Yeah, who's coming to take uh, your guns? Who said and this? then you, yeah, and then you have the the senator who is like this milk toast, like whiny little dude who's just like, well, I don't think anyone ever needs guns. Well, why is that senator? Because I think that <laughs> I don't. You don't have a stance. Neither of you have a stance. Right. And like, honestly, because that's how I feel, I'm fine with it. But I could also see how it's it's it feels like they're not saying anything yeah. because they, they don't want to like piss off w- someone or someone else. Still, I appreciate the effort and especially setting it, you know, retconning it to Afghanistan war, like it just hits home. Uh, it's just, it feels like the most realistic out of any one of these. I, I got another thing. It'll sound yeah. like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I enjoyed okay. Lewis yeah. Wilson. Yeah. But I did feel that his storyline with Karen page kind of just, like it came, it came out of nowhere. I'll agree. It was I, like, it was I, like, we need yeah. an episode where yes. we're not going to deal with the main storyline, but this is 13 episodes. So it right, was here a you little go. You're going to deal with, yeah, it was it yeah. kind of filler. So I, I, I say yeah, about the Lewis Wilson, I had, it had good parts and it had bad parts. Right. As Wilson. much as I liked episode 10, which was the one where they're in the hotel and That's it's the whole story about, about him blowing yeah. himself up at the yeah, end and everything. The whole episode. Just I like the way it. that they structured it where it's like the, the unreliable narrators to it. It's, you know, nonlinear. It kind of, it felt like a comic issue. Yeah. In yes. Well, a standalone, mm-hmm. right. The problem with that was it didn't add to the series. Nope. And compared to the rest of the series, it was very jarring to suddenly have a nonlinear episode about right. something that happened in the I past. Agree. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. I would agree. That was well. so, and I felt the same way about the Lewis Wilson. They're trying to do some Breaking Bad shit here. Yeah, but it just and, and, it was and, jarring. And Breaking Bad didn't even try that until like the fifth season. Right. Right. <laughs> until when they had him just chasing a fly through the meth lab for a whole episode, but it was fucking great. It was amazing. That was a great episode. I could watch that. They earned uh, it. Yeah. This one yep. tried a little too hard. A li- yes, I'll agree. And uh, and I, I, but I didn't think he was going to fucking go out like that, blow himself up. So I'll give him props. I, for that. I was expecting Lewis Wilson to end up turning and being with Frank, right? Like kind of helping him out. So it yeah. was kind of a bit like, oh fuck, this I, guy I killed expected himself. It- I expected it winding up being that Frank had to put him down. Right. Or that. Because yes. Yes. The whole bit when he goes and he breaks into the army base and he's saying, you know, I don't want to have to hurt soldiers. I don't want to have to do anything to these guys because they're just doing their job and I know what it's like. Right. And he winds up having to shoot the dude in the tunnel. Yeah. That's and great. he regrets yeah. it. Yeah. It would be a deeper character moment to get to a point where Frank not only like has to do something about this this army kid that's running around blowing up buildings but frank realizes i can't spare him like i gotta put him down gotta put him down there's no there's no coming back for him he's trying to reach him nothing's gonna work like to save people he's gonna have to fucking take this and it kind of goes out that way in the fact that when when he's finally like i'm about to kill myself frank's sitting there goading him on like do it kid do it fucking kill yourself yeah, yeah he talks him into it which i thought was weird 
but he's like a soldier. A soldier never dies or something. I forgot what he's saying. Well, yeah, then, when he's doing his whole go out like a soldier yeah, poem. Yeah, holy shit. And then you see the fucking blood splatter, the explosion. Really well done. Well mm-hmm. done violence in the fucking show. Jesus. Did you think he needed a little more skull costumes? Like, he could have been wearing the skull a little bit more. Uh, I think that's that's like the curse of Netflix. Yeah. Is they, they constantly hate the costumes? They will yeah, not they do it. well. It's not. I don't know if it's that they they hate the costumes. They know we love them, so they they fucking bait them until the end of the season every time. Yep. Like they did it with Daredevil. They'll do it with the Punisher, and then yeah, everyone else just they're like, "Fuck it, don't worry about it. It's too goofy." I think it's one of those things where they want to appeal, like especially with this show. They're they were looking to make a show because like the Punisher is not everyone's flavor. Yeah. But there's people who love the Punisher, really love the Punisher, oh, the yeah. way he's this, supposed to be. This was absolutely the most mainstream take yeah. they have had on the Punisher. They had to soften him up a little bit. They had to uh, tie him into stuff that people can relate to yep. of all yep. different yep. kinds. Yep. I think it's successful, um, though. And you can watch this without watching any of the other ones. You can come right yeah. in. I think it's They also fine. wanted to make this the most look like realistic version yeah, it definitely of, is. of their Netflix stuff. So they yeah. were like, him walking around with his skulls, really goofy. <laughs> We're, well, we're I think just it's not also touch this. it's it's this weird thing where it's like everything that he's doing throughout it. He's you know, he's just Frank Castle. He's the Marine who knows how to do this, this and that. And then when it gets to the point where they they have the guys who are trying to attack their little basement, you know, setup, Yeah. And he finally puts on the skull uh, vest. Yeah. Like it's it's there's there's this main difference where it's almost it's almost like a Batman thing where it's it like is, there's it Frank is. Castle yep, yep. and, then and there's puts the Punisher on the skull. And, and Frank then, Castle's the one trying to find out what's going on here and the Punisher is who he becomes when he realizes my only method is murder. That's a fucking great scene too where he comes back that, and um, takes him out in in uh, what rugs. I don't think the Punisher has to wear a skull. I don't. Um, I don't think so either. But, no, but I agree with you. I did like I did like um, in the Dolph Lundgren movie how he would. Whenever he he would leave it as a calling card, that yeah, you know like that, with that, the knives, yeah, or just anything, a mark, a whatever, scratch a sticker, it into or, someone, a spray painting, or <laughs> something. You know, he would you would just know that he did it. Like he mm. would take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have to wear the skull, but yeah, like it, it, it made him more of like a myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he could wear the skull like when he wants to fuck with people. Like people know, like to oh, intimidate. To be of yeah, him. If yeah, he's going in to intimidate. Yeah. Uh, what else didn't work? Anybody got anything else? Uh, I, I would I would agree. You wrote this down, I think. Yeah. But um, Agent Orange, I thought was was kind of one note. Yeah, Rollins, I was going to say Rollins yeah. was a Rollins, shitty bad guy. Rollins, Rollins was a very shitty villain compared to Jigsaw. Yes, yeah. compared to Billy Russo. But he got his eyes squished out, which was fantastic. Well, and especially when at the end you find out like he killed Frank's family because Frank punched him in the face. Like, yeah, are you or shitting fucked his me? Eye up. Yeah, that was it. Like, I get that a big part of this is supposed to be, like, fragile masculinity in white men. Right. But, like, dude, no. <laughs> I'm, you you don't put out a fucking military hit squad on a dude because he popped you in the face in front of your boys. Yeah, he wasn't that really. He just uh, wasn't very flesh. Like, he was just, like, one note guy. He wasn't like, this very is, intimidating. This guy yes, is. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't very intimidating, and he was this. He's the guy that's he's running and, the show, and he he wants to make drug money. He's got well, dirty money. Outside of that, though, like they paint this weird thing where it's like he apparently is very easily like revved up to to the point where he makes a lot of mistakes and he does stupid shit, and he's sending you know marine squads out into the woods in Alabama right, to go right. fucking kill Frank and the other dude. Getting and apparently, killed. he's really bad at planning things. Yeah. 
But at the same time, you're telling me that he is so smart he was able to hide everything he's done from everybody else in the CIA until the moment he has to bring his superiors in on this? Right. right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a yeah, good it's kinda, point. It's kind of spotty writing there. Yeah, yeah he, isn't, he isn't the best bad guy. You know, uh, but they do have a jigsaw there. Yes, and jigsaw And helps. he kind of makes he, up for it yes, in the end. Yes. He definitely saves it. So, because yeah, especially so, in the fact that it almost paints it like Billy Russo was more of the main antagonist. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of, If yeah, Russo yeah. wasn't there, then this show would have a glaring hole. Oh, like, yes. It would. Rollins, oh, I was glad Rollins wasn't the main bad guy, and it was Russo. And, at, the uh, end of the, at the end of the show where he becomes Jigsaw, gets his face fucked yeah. up, and they have that duke, they duke it out yeah. in the merry-go-round. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that like, saves the show, basically. Man, like, when that... I, I know we're in the bad part of the show oh, or in the, in the, but yeah. when he is fucking dragging his face his across face the glass oh, I was like yes. I, well, it was, I was like I was having like a fucking like comic book fear boner oh, yes. because I was like this is brutal the, but I'm like yes. he's becoming Jigsaw, Jigsaw this was the moment where the whole, the whole show because they said his name is Billy Russo I'm yeah. thinking to myself alright how is he going to make him into Jigsaw yeah. he's, maybe yeah. he'll do this maybe he'll do that you know, maybe they'll they'll go the way of the comics and they'll have it that Frank Frank is legitimately so strong he throws him through a bulletproof window. Yeah. <laughs> and but then I, it gets man, to the point where they yeah. get to the carousel and yeah. it's got all the mirrors, and I yes. thought to myself, Oh fuck. This is it. And it, when he finally does it, he's dragging his face and he oh. is screaming. Oh Jesus. It was one of those moments where I said to myself, something I never thought I'd say in my life, Frank, stop. Yes, yes, he goes over the line. I can't imagine if you watched the show and you didn't know the comic book uh, origins that Billy Russo is going to be Jigsaw. That has got to be a shocking fucking moment when he gets to the end. You're like, oh, geez. well, he takes a bullet to the face or like, oh, well, yes, and he and then, spits it out. Yeah, yes. then, yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh, fuck, his face is going to be, and then like the, the face drag, and then him pounding his face against the oh, mirror, just slamming him yeah. against it. So if you're like gonna do you're the showrunner for season two how do you like vastly improve the show because this show is like teetering on being a great show yeah how are yeah. they gonna ruin it i mean second it's a season. good it's a think, solid show yes. it has its problems yes, yes it's a little bit far from what i like from the punisher but it's still good enough to stand on its own and i think i think if they do a season two which they've said they're going to yes season two is you happen. can course correct some of these things that you can still make it like the punisher a lot of people know recognize that if he's going to come back and be the Punisher again for season two, then he stays that. He can't do this fucking every season I put on the skull and then I burn it and now I'm never going to do this yeah, again until next again. year. Yes, we're done with the origin. We don't need to see that shit anymore. So if he's going to turn into the Punisher again, he's going to so do that. So it's got to be Jigsaw causing some shit and it forces Frank to come come, come out of retirement. I don't think they go to Jigsaw in season two. No? I, think, no. I think what they should do, Kingpin. and sadly I don't think they'll do it yet because of Daredevil is it needs to be Kingpin because he, he made a promise yeah. that when Fisk got out of prison, yeah. he will kill him. That's yeah, true. That'd be cool. Yeah. So if it depends how Daredevil season three ends up and if there's space, if there's time, you could still use Kingpin See, if you wait till like 2020 to put this out. So I have this kind of feeling that, that the whole Kingpin thing is going to be the way to go. Yeah. But another way you can go is go a team style where, He's just Frank, just chilling in seclusion, like trying to live his life. But then somebody pulls him back yeah. in. We need you, and Frank. He puts the fucking, and he's like, "All right, we need." And I need, all right, fuck it, I need to go do this because there's some really fucked up shit, and I'm the only one who can. Fucking the only do one. It reminds me of when uh, with Logan, where Logan he yes. was retired, and then he's like, "I got pulled back they in." Keep pulling I got, him back. Yeah, they, they keep pulling me I'm back okay in. With that. If they that's decide to go earlier. that way, yeah. I think what they would have to do is 
obviously Billy wakes up. The brain damage is enough that he's kind of already on edge. But now the fact that his face is fucked up forever, he winds up snapping. Well, they said that he may not remember anything. Or Maybe he does something think, to Karen Page. I think instead yeah. of Karen Page, he goes after Lieberman's family. Now, he thinks ah, Lieberman is dead. Right. But he knows the family is alive. And he knows, obviously, Frank is. So he's going to go after the people he knows are connected to him to try and pull Frank back out again. And then my, maybe Lieberman has to find Frank to help him help his family again. Uh, hmm. I don't I, 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 I think that Jigsaw coming back would be awesome for season two. I'm just looking at the blueprint for what they did with Daredevil. Right. I would, they I kind would of teased them. Kingpin and then did something different. Yeah, I would hate for them to pull jigsaw in immediately because i also feel like if they're going to do another 13 episodes if you do that and he is the bad guy from episode one it's a lot it's jigsaw it's gonna be a long haul and yeah. it's gonna get slow how, how about this does daredevil make an appearance in well, Punisher I, season you know two? What? i was kind of disappointed that he wasn't in this but now i'm not anymore because i, I like this as a standalone i think daredevil should make a cameo and there should be a clashing I mean, those of philosophies two guys again. are always Always clashing. What there's if? no reason. There's no reason for them not to be together. But if they don't put them together, I'm fine with it too. Yeah, yeah I'm I not agree. saying it's necessary. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. And I no, think, no, I mean, I would be cool to see Daredevil back. Right. But then, like, basically, this thing is veering to another direction, and which is which I'm fine with that direction. But I, I would also like to see him more tied into the Marvel. They universe, left it but, pretty open so, for a second season, yeah, and we're get, we're getting multiple seasons of other characters before, so it, it can would all definitely be interesting if shit gets so hairy for Frank that he has to swallow his pride and go to Matt Murdock for help. Got to go back up to Hell's Kitchen. I feel like that Daredevil's going to ask Frank for help before Frank asked him to help. I, the, the only thing I could the way I'd see Frank asking him for help is if he's got to infiltrate a military base again. And he's like, I can't kill. Possibly. I need uh, the you reason, to do this with The me. reason I see Frank doing it first is because I feel like Matt is still too strict on the I won't let anyone die yeah, aspect. Absolutely. I'm just going on what's going to come out first. Uh, true. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I definitely see they'll they'll probably have uh, Burnthal show up in, I in mean, season three. Logically, your, your, your logic is correct, but I think that it'll be more likely if Daredevil the next season comes out and then that they're not oh. going to tap into... Especially because like especially they plan on doing Born Again, no, and shit's supposed Born to get again, real so, crazy. Yeah, I don't think there's any Punisher. I don't think we're going to see him until his second season. Uh, one last thing. It's not really a nitpick. It's just weird that I never pictured my Punisher was good at baking or playing the guitar. Did anybody else find it was weird? I was just like, huh, Frank Castle knows how to play guitar. That's interesting. I'd never, uh, never occurred to it me. It doesn't kill it for me. No, but I, I feel like, like when you're right. in the military, you pick up random hobbies. You need yeah, things for the downtime. Yeah. It makes him more of a real person. It does. Right. It does. But I don't know if that necessarily is good. I know, right? Does you that... never see Bruce Wayne tickle the ivories. Yeah, you know, like if like, Bruce Wayne sat down at a harp. he can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that he can. He just doesn't care to. Yeah, it, and I think it's just because there's never a point in the story that it's really worthwhile, and that's another moment where it's like, well, we tie it to his family and his well, that's son. That's why and I love it because the shots of him with his daughter playing the guitar, like that, says everything right there without using and any dialogue. While uh, while I know in the the things we liked section, we were all very much um, uh, happy with Madani. I did have a little bit of a problem with her. Oh yeah, 
I liked a lot of her character, and I agree with you. I appreciate a a non-white female, you know, mostly lead character that's doing her own thing, and she's smart and everything. The problem I had was a lot of times it felt like her character arc was mostly just the sleeping with the bad guy trope. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And I felt like that didn't really help move her along at all. Also, sometimes she's really not good at making decisions. Like in the last episode, the carousel, she's sneaking up on them. She has the drop on them and somehow fucking Billy shoots her. Like, I'm, how, with, how did that I mean, I'm okay with her having some character flaws. Like she's very gung ho. Yeah. Um, and she kind of, she's another one that, yeah, she acts a little bit before like she, she chases thinks. Frank in the truck. Yes. Oh, yeah. The whole, the whole bullet car chase scene. Um, oh yeah. It's perfectly good. fine. Yeah. I agree that I maybe that by the end forced for me, I think that I don't think she would I, do I, that. It, it was a little forced just because they were like, we need to have a car chase and that would be awesome. Like all of a sudden <laughs> she's like, uh, she's fucking Charles Bronson. In there. <laughs> I mean, well, I like to at least think if you're going to have that Death car, witch. fucking know how to drive it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> it's an automatic, no, <laughs> but I feel like the, uh, I agree that by the end of the season, maybe she should have learned a little more like, Okay. The last three times you went in guns a blazing, somebody got killed. <laughs> Somebody's getting shot. Maybe wait for fucking backup. Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, you think she'll evolve into that character? I don't know whose run it is, but it was pretty recent where she's basically female the Punisher. Female Punisher. And I she remember is that. like disenfranchised with the law because nah, obviously, I don't think so. That'd be cool though. I would love for them. To they would like that. her more. Yeah, yeah they could. Was, but- but I don't think they will. Okay. She's going to be his his contact in just like the authorities just yeah. to get the scoop. Yeah. And it'll be I feel like I, I sadly feel like they will go the same trope of it being like, I need your help, Madani. I don't help criminals. Yeah, but I'm the good guy. Damn it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, uh, I got a bunch of there's a bunch of Easter eggs. We'll run through these real quick and then we'll rank the show officially. Uh, Dogs of Hell Biker Gang. You guys see they're like in every series. We see them all the time. It opened with them. Uh, Frank calls he uses the name Pete Castiglione with the Lieberman family, and in the comics, that is actually their given family name that was shortened to Castle. To Castle mm. on Ellis Island. Yes, yeah. on Ellis Island. It's very cool. Frank's reading Moby Dick. We already discussed. He's looking for his white whale. Uh, Micro at the end of the second episode where he goes, "Welcome back, Frank." Uh, which is a reference to a comic arc from 2000-2001, Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon, Marvel Knights, where they picked up a little bit of this stuff. Where he also takes on the Nucci family and welcome back Frank. And you see Frank at the poker, the poker game, uh, fucking shoot at the Nucci's. We got a battle van a little bit in the beginning. Uh, I think it's interesting. Frank lives in Queens in the Netflix world. Like this is his part where all he apparently the, lives next door to Peter Parker. He apparently, I think they did this because of his first appearance in Spider-Man he also lives in Queens, which give me a Spider-Man. Then show me a Spider-Man swinging by in the background. Who not, you will not it. see that. Just do it. Billy Russo, also from the comics. Curtis from the comics, but Curtis in the comics is a friend who turns enemy. Does he have a fake leg in that? I don't know. No. His, his name is the oh. Dragon. No, he had a very short run in the eighties where he was. Yeah, it was. It was a uh, somebody he knew before he became Punisher. Winds up becoming a villain, and you know Frank has to go hunt him down. Frank's gotta get his be- his friend Turk. We got we got to see Turk. again. I love seeing Turk. Oh, Turk. Turk. I think Turk is the only one that is he actually is, in all of them. He is in more se- series than anybody else. I think he's in every series. Like not Claire Temple. It's fucking Turk. Turk's great. Turk is the glue that holds together this. <laughs> it ship. really is. Uh, we got some. Sl- Wait, who's Turk? I'm completely the uh, the, 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 arms, the gun the gun dealer the arms the dealer arm, in yeah. the truck the black dude. He's oh, in the, okay. He knows everybody. Old black guy. He constantly gets beat up. 
Yes, he's always getting beat up, and he's beat always beat up got, and asked for information. Yeah, kind of things. Remember, when I love what was that Daredevil season two where he's on the roof and he's uh, like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Would you crazy I, the, motherfuckers? The best is when he uh, when he's like you uh, in Luke Cage when he's like on the roof with uh, oh, hot mouth and he gets yes. thrown off. And he's like, you Harlem N words are crazy. You guys are crazy. <laughs> this shit. Harlem N words are crazy. Turk has seen the most fucked up shit happen <laughs> in, this, in these shows. Uh, subtle reference to what happened in the Defenders. If you notice the. Uh, the newspaper headline at the the New York Bulletin or wherever they are said chaos under the streets, which Ugh. is like what happened at the Defenders. And then there's also I saw someone uh, noted this the Red Empire State Building, which it was red at the end of Defenders for Daredevil. It's still red in the night shot. Uh, Lewis Wilson and his dad are watching Ali versus Foreman Rumble in the Jungle from 1974, same year as Punisher's first appearance. And I guess there was a Stanley New York. Man, during that poster. scene, I thought Lewis was going to kill his dad. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, they were bonding, and then he was just going to turn around and fucking. Well, they, we, he, the dad thought he was bonding, but he yes. was just inciting him even more. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, he was like, "Look, you don't got to do this. You got to know when to stop yeah, fighting. No, you got to oh, take it, and then you got to give him." Yeah. How do you think his dad feels when he's given him this whole speech of like, "You got to get back up and keep fighting," and mm-hmm. the next thing his son does is bomb a fucking building? Okay, Dad, I'm going to go blow myself up because he told me to. <laughs> Uh, Stanley poster at the carousel. I, I, I don't think I don't even see that, but apparently it's there. And the news channel W H I H shows up, and it's in a lot of movies and TV shows, Agents of Shield and Ant Man and what not. Okay, so how would you rank this? Well, actually, I've got one more thing, Imran. Okay, what do you got? Maybe two. Okay, uh, one Easter egg. Yeah. that I found out uh, is really the most fucking weird, like deep cut Easter egg. Yeah, is in the episode where they go and they steal the van. Uh, Frank kills one dude by slamming him through a pinball machine. Ah, yes, I've seen this, yes. And that was apparently based off of an action figure run that they created for Marvel back in 2000s, where Frank, it was a Punisher action figure, and part of it was also a dead gangster on top of a pinball machine. Yeah, you buy this toy, it's Frank, and then also coming with him is a pinball machine with a gangster embedded smashed on it. Like, this was sold in a fucking... That's weird. Yes, in a yeah, package. It was just like the weirdest thing to reference out of everything that happened with that is a, And that's a deep cut, too, man. Like Somebody must have had that toy and been like, hey, that looks like my toy. Uh, but they did their homework. I like, there's a lot of, a little, I love the Easter eggs. Uh, let's rank this. Anthony, start it off. Where do you rank this in the Netflix shows? Hmm. Man, you know, uh, I would have it third. After? I would say uh, I would say Daredevil season one, Jessica uh-huh. Jones season uh-huh. one, then this, and then yeah. Daredevil season two, and then the rest we can forget about. The rest really just are a big jumble. Okay, very good, Dollhauer. Um, funny enough, I I agree with uh, with Anthony's ranking. Uh, just the only thing I would swap is I actually put Jessica Jones above Daredevil. I wouldn't Holy argue shit. with that so either. You got Jessica Jones at one. I have a trouble yeah. deciding which one I like better. Yeah. Yeah, I right. think I, yeah. as much as Daredevil introduced everything yes. and it, it kind of started the whole thing, I feel like Jessica Jones it had a much deeper and more personal storyline. It's actually a that little I felt bit a about lot something. more invested in by yeah. the end of yeah. it. And as yeah. well as I think Kilgrave is still the best villain they've had. Yeah, and he's gonna haunt her in the next season. Rug Boy, how are you ranking this? I'm gonna go with Anthony's ranking. Uh, the same with uh, having it, I think third, and then Daredevil two fourth. So Daredevil one. Jessica Jones, this, and then we got Daredevil two in the top in the top four. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm I I gotta be boring too. That's exactly where I think it is. It's strong. It deserves to be up there with the first seasons of Daredevil, and same as Anthony Daredevil, Jessica Jones, 
then Punisher, then Daredevil season two, and then I put Luke Cage, and then the others. Yeah, and the, uh, of course, Imran overall, has to give the whole list. Oh, yeah. Overall, <laughs> you so you like this a lot. Yes. Now, as a Punisher representation, where does it stand to you there? Because they've been. Punisher movies yes. of all different kinds. Now, if you're talking about comparing the, it to the, the cartoon, three movies, the comics, yes. like, where does this fall for you? Well, I mean, you can't really, you know, the comics is always going to be the top, always, because the, there's so many it's different versions. It's sacred. Yeah. So if you compare this to the Dolph Lundgren, the Thomas Jane, the Ray Stevenson movies, I still think it gets it overall better. Then none of them are on. None, none, none of, of them hit all, the target. Yeah, they all yeah, miss they, it. But there's for things, one reason or another. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard. I just feel like because this has more time, they've been able to flesh this out and, and give us a better essence of the character. Like, so Warzone, I really well, love. It's a better essence of their character. Of their version of Punisher. Now, Warzone, yeah. maybe the most Tim Bradstreet looking uh, silent killer Terminator Punisher version that you, this guy doesn't fuck around. I would put that as second as in the I Punisher. I think so, too, followed by the Thomas Jane. Yeah. And then the Dolph Lundgren. What do you guys think? That's a good question. Uh, it, actually, funny enough, I agree in the same sense. Mm. I think it's interesting is that if you look at it, every version that they put out, whether it's film or TV, is very reflective of the time it came out as well. Yes, yes. You know, Dolph Lundgren in the 80s, very you know, 80s. is very, very 80s, very yes. Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Tom Jane, at the point that they put it out, they would still they were only in the Marvel Knights time right. of there was the, the comic. Daredevil time. So it had yes. like the weird comedy to it, and it was it was very tongue in cheek and kind of still like PG for kids at times. But it was by the time that they did Warzone when Garth Ennis started to finally do his Max series that it was like hyper violent, its own thing, you know, and just the blackest of comedy, super violent, super. Dark. I think if they didn't have such a shitty version of Jigsaw. It would have been a passable movie. I, I think that's where it goes around. That movie came out 2008, the same year as Iron Man, and like it must and the have. Dark Knight. And the Dark Knight. So it got completely buried and just shoved to it the side. It should have been because they did like the Jigsaw as the Joker. Yeah. The I over, think, yeah. I think the biggest yeah. issue that comes from it is they understood and embraced that a lot of people don't take the Punisher seriously. Right. That the comics are normally seen as a joke. Yeah. So a lot of the people who were involved in it kind of had that Batman and Robin outlook of, yep, oh, yep. it's a fucking cartoon. Which is why he's spinning yeah. on the chandelier, spraying everyone like a fucking idiot in the beginning. Come on. I like I like that. Delhauer, I contend, would, should, we should do Warzone a what the fuck for Warzone. See, the thing is with what the fuck for Warzone, I'll do it, but I fucking love that movie. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think that that movie, if... if, if if Jigsaw wasn't as over the top and Looney Bin Jim were not as over the top, I mean, Looney J- and the ending was a little bit better. Yeah. I think it would have been a, a movie. It would have been would've decent. Been like, it would have been yeah. decent. Yeah. yeah like, those enjoy. are the three things that are holding that movie back. He's like a fucking killing Batman in that movie. I mean, yeah. when he blows the guy's head off <laughs> in that house. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's one of the greatest moments. <laughs> that was moments. fucking amazing. Was he going to punch I mean, a hole in someone's face? He, put, yeah. he, puts, <laughs> a, he puts the <laughs> leg of a chair through somebody's face. Yeah. Oh the movie God. begins with him cutting a dude's head off with a knife. <laughs> so yeah. He doesn't say shit, and he looks like the badass Tim Bradstreet fucking Punisher from the comics. It's it's it's, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yes. So also, the one thing I was going to point out earlier that I found really funny, 
not really a nitpick, not really an Easter egg or anything, but it's just one of those things where as I watched it, I said, oh, wow, you can tell these people aren't actually from New York. Uh, what? And he yeah. is talking to Micro in the second episode, and he's yeah. making him do the little you know wild goose chase of meet me here, meet oh, me yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. The one thing he tells him is he says, meet me under the Pulaski Road Bridge. Yeah. No one in New York calls it that. It's, it's the Pulaski Highway. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> you know what? ER used to pull that shit all the time, allegedly based in Chicago. But then when they would step out of the hospital, they were at the Chicago River downtown. That doesn't work. They'd always be like, meet me at these two streets, streets that are parallel. Anybody <laughs> living in Chicago can tell you these streets never cross. Mm-hmm. So I always hate when they do that. Like, how hard is it? Fucking pick up Google Maps. Just fucking yeah, get it right. Yeah, another thing is that another thing that I didn't get about this, Frank, is that he's supposed to be a New Yorker, and he sounds like he's a Southerner. That's, like his his yes, accent was all yes, over the place. I think that's was. the problem yes. is that because Bernthal is from D.C., lives out in L.A., and his biggest thing was was learning like the Georgia drawl for Some doing of that comes Walking through. Dead. Yeah, is that he keeps yeah. slipping back into shit yeah, at yes, times? Yes, he does. Like this guy's from Queens. Get a fuck. <gasps> oh my god, there's a lot of that. I forgot <gasps> to bring that up. It's a lot of stabby, stabby. My biggest problem with the entire series was that fucking yell. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do that. He shouldn't no, do that. No, not at he all. Shouldn't do. I get it. It's a choice, but it doesn't work. So it is renewed. It was renewed like a uh, December twelfth, like less than a month. It was out. They renewed second season, but the next one we can enjoy is Jessica Jones season two, coming out March eighth. I'm hoping it's good. Twenty eight. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Jessica Jones again. Yeah. But I, I am very, very curious how the hell you can top. So we Kilgrave. know Absolutely. David Tennant yeah. is in there. They're, they he's he's in the cast. He's they're gonna do like. Like it's a uh, an illusion or it's a hallucination. Well, shows I think they're going to they're gonna explore how she got her powers. I would like to see Patsy Walker develop and even maybe even get a little Hellcat. Yeah, maybe she no. turns into Hellcat. That would be good. But they're uh, not going to do it. But I would like to see. I'm it. looking forward to it. I can't. What do you do after fucking Purple Man? Yeah. What do you do? What can you do? All right. It was almost. I mean, my again a little too long, but up. I mean, almost perfect in terms well, of almost. execution. Absolutely. No, been, I have been corrected via Facebook Messenger. Okay. Um, my roommate Rob is in the next room and heard me. Okay, apparently yes, it is the Pulaski Skyway, not the Pulaski Highway. So Pulaski. even I'm wrong. See, nobody knows. I said it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rugs said Skyway. Rugs got, it. Rugs got it. Nobody knows what the fuck the thing is called. But no one listens to me. Oh, you're a felty. Well, you're a puppet, dude. Yeah. Uh, so what rights do you have? <laughs> have puppet rights. Puppet rights. Uh, okay. Finally, we teased it at the beginning, listener. I hope you hung in there for. A Matt Delhauer announcement. Uh, let me give you, I'll give you a rug down. Here we go, Matt. Here's the rug down. Well, that doesn't feel right, but okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the Matt Delhauer announcement that has been teased once um, and basically has already been given away, so They're it's whole- not exactly an exclusive announcement. Well, not everyone is in the group. People are holding their breath. Okay, uh, <laughs> starting early next year, uh, I will be, in fact, launching the Ginger Geek Pod. Yeah. That's short for podcast, if you're not in the know. A new pod. Oh, I thought you were just going to give away pods. I was, <laughs> and then I realized I don't have that money. Little pods full of ginger geeks. It sounds, uh, sounds adorable. So it will be a, a podcast, funny enough, Yeah. Uh, based on geeky things. Weird, I know, for this crowd. But it's actually, instead of being, you know, as I, Anthony has already called me out once on the idea of just aping your style and stealing your crowd, um, <laughs> it's actually, it's going to be a little bit more op-ed. It'll be every episode is going to be one major topic that is going to start off with kind of me giving my opinion on on several things. 
Uh, hopefully I'll be able to do a lot more round table discussions after that, or maybe it'll be one or two guests that I talk to, but it's going to be a little bit of a deeper dive into things like symbolism, uh, social structure, and a lot of things that are a little deeper under the surface of some of the geekier topics and things that we love. So you're not going to just talk Easter eggs. Great. No, it's going to be more along the lines <laughs> of like more um, than Easter eggs. <laughs> I, I think the way that I explained it to somebody was exploring the human side of also being a fan of things. Excellent. Cool. And how you can allow the geekdom to shape you into a better person instead of just kind of loving something to love something to yell. I, dude, oh, I love it, man. I, Again, like, it. I, I, uh, I like yelling, it's but a, I'm going to listen to this podcast it's about, regardless. It's about time, Dahlhauer. I'm so glad you decided to pull the trigger on this. Another listener and contributor getting their own show. And, of course, look, you could steal our audience. We'll play. Send us a promo. You guys, listeners, will definitely want to check it out. Matt does good work here. You've heard him. Uh, you cannot take what the fuck happened, though. We're no, patent pending. No, I've, patent I've already pending. said I will not touch it. That stays here. Excellent. Thank you. Yay. Yeah, but uh, absolutely, I'll help you promote it, and uh, that's very exciting. I love exciting. Star Wars. Uh, and Anthony's I'm going to use that. <laughs> Anthony's new favorite movie is Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> right up there with Batman v Superman, uh, Anthony's a big fan. Big fan, Doug. Big fan. Uh, when it comes out, we will have more news for you about the Geek Street Pod. Matt, thanks for hanging out. Where that's not the, me. Where, what? Geek Street Pod is oh, not that's, me. You that's are the an other ass. That's, uh, you are an ass. That is one are, of our other listeners. Yes, you are fucking banned. That's Daniel <laughs> Nosker. He's how do I jump? Yes. <laughs> no. Well, you know the that problem- one is three six five flicks. Wait, no, make sure different. to listen no, to my new podcast. See, here's the thing. He's, no, wait, wait, wait. He beat me to it. It's trivia geeks. No, that's not it. Uh, look, here's the thing: is we had so many listeners that have gotten their own shows. It gets. Uh, confusing. So I know I got to start my own. I love well, it. Hey, Imran, you yes. proved that anybody could do exactly. it. Exactly. If yeah. I can do it, a fucking monkey can do it. Oh, shit. So Ginger Geek Pod, we will break the the first episode when it launches. Dalhauer, where can the listener find you for when that happens? Um, When that happens, at the moment, it is still technically just gingergeekblogs.wordpress.com. Okay. I will probably make it into a legit site with an actual URL by the time I make the podcast ready. Um, so that'll probably just be like gingergeekblogs.com at that point. Right on. Um, outside of that, they can find me on Twitter at Matt Delhauer. If they want to see pictures of my ugly mug on Instagram, I'm at Maddie Delhauer because oh. I'm a fucking child. <laughs> Hit him on the gram, people. Rugs, are you on the gram? No. Well, then where can we find the you? Gram with it. It. <laughs> the only gram that I'm on is it comes in a little white packet. Uh, those grams um, are expensive. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> You can get me on Twitter at really Rugboy. Yes, and you can get our show, jockandnerd.com. Visit the website for links to all the places you can find us. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And tell a friend, spread the geekery. Let's increase the Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We'll peep you next time. Bitches. <laughs> Who you calling a bitch? Yeah, that's not very feminist of you, Anthony. <laughs> you ain't never gonna get there that way. <laughs> You're never gonna impregnate, spread your seed that way. <laughs> <laughs> I got your hair!